0: is good everybody and welcome back to another episode of Between the Tackles which is an NFL podcast hosted by yours truly Matt Tweed if you have not listened before and it's your first time listening thank you for tuning in make sure to like subscribe review rate download the podcast we're streaming on all platforms streaming podcasts um if you if you're a returning listener if you're a loyal between the tackles, listener, thank you so much for for tuning in and jumping in again. Um, we're going to jump right into to another episode here. Um, we are going to recap the week seven games um, in the NFL that had happened um, from Thursday to Monday. And then we will talk about some storylines, some things that are going on. We, we're still going to kind of review um, who we think the top teams in the league are. Um, we won't do MVP race this week just because... MVP is a thing that like if we do it week to week, we're going to just we're going to bore ourselves because a lot of the same guys are going to continue to have great performances. Um, I still want to talk about, though, like who we believe is real, who we think, you know, even though they may have lost or what their record is, we still think it's better than that. But MVP is a thing that we'll kind of do sparingly um, just based on big performances and kind of enough time passing between each time we do it to see if anything has really changed. Um, I still want to pound the table for Derrick Henry. What he's doing is incredible. um, But that's neither here nor there. Um, So like I said, recap week seven. Talk about some storylines. Um, preview week eight, and then we'll we'll end the episode as we always do with the gambling corner. Um, so let's dive right in. Let's not waste any time. Week seven. Here we go. We are going to talk about the Thursday game, which was Cleveland taking on the Broncos again. I know that was about a week ago. Um, so reset your mind, get back to that Thursday night game. Um, and we'll talk about it now. So Cleveland closed as a two point favorite. Um, Case Keenum started because Baker Mayfield, um, was dealing with a shoulder injury Um, was just making sure he got right and was just making sure that he was healthy going forward, which was a smart move there. Um, Cleveland ends up winning by three, so they get the cover. Um, I know a lot of people probably teach this with the under, um, and you probably got it right um, because both these teams struggled to score a whole lot of points. Both these teams are more kind of grinded out, style of offense take the take them down the field long plays 10 yard play drives or sorry 10 play um you know 85 yard drives um that was kind of what this game was but just not a lot of points um so 17 14 cleveland does get the cover um they get the win they needed big win there when they were kind of reeling um they face on they take the steelers this weekend um i believe in pittsburgh um so big game i um, coming up this week all right, let's get into the Sunday games here. Cincinnati taking on Baltimore. This is a game I have to talk about. Um, we, it's one of the biggest storylines. Um, we'll kind of weed the storylines in um, throughout the the Week 7 recap. So I won't break down storylines after this. Um, if there's anything that like needs to be separated, it will. But right now we're just going to kind of talk about storylines within the game um, when we talk about it. So Cincinnati and Baltimore. Baltimore closed as a six-point favorite, and I – have to go on the record and say that I was massively wrong. I thought that this was a bad line. I thought that um, Cincinnati was getting way too much credit for beating bad teams, um, for the most part, and I thought that they had a bad loss at the time, you know, to to Chicago. Um, you know, struggled with with um, with other teams, and. So I just didn't think that this line was right. I thought it should have been upwards of double digits. I thought that Baltimore was going to steamroll them, and it was completely the other way. Baltimore closed as a six-point favorite, and they lost by 24. Cincinnati won by 24, 41-17. to Completely dominated, thoroughly dominated. Their defense is, is so good. Joe Burrow just continues to wow in terms of how good he really is. Um... And everybody started to talk shit about that Jamar Chase pick, that it should have been an offensive lineman, that they're going to get Joe Burrow killed. Well, when you have an all-time great receiver already, like, I I know that might be a whole lot, but he's got the most yards ever to start a career from a receiver. Um, He's probably going to run away with the rookie of the year. And when you've got that on your team and you've already had the connection built from when they went to college, like, It's incredible what they're doing. Um, Jamar Chase is insane. And so all of that to say, I mean, I was wrong. Cincinnati looks legit. Cincinnati looks real legit. Um, They are literally the number one seed in the AFC North as we record this today. Um, So they they have to get the the respect that they deserve. Um, I misspoke. The Steelers game is going to be in Cleveland, so I apologize. But um, this game this game was insane um, and so shout out to, to Cincinnati um, they look for real um, and they play the Jets this week so they'll probably get to six and two at this point um but man what a win against Baltimore just an absolute dominating win it wasn't it wasn't a shocker. Or sorry, it wasn't like, you know, a stunner at the end where they kick a field goal to win. They thoroughly dominated this game from start to finish. Um, So shout out Cincinnati. Shout out Robert Bell, too. Been on the pod. Big Cincinnati fan. He called all this, and I I thought he was crazy, to be honest. I thought I was definitely just being kind of biased, kind of a homer. But he said that they were going to make the playoffs, and they were going to be pretty good. And here we are. All right, Carolina taking on the Giants. Carolina closed at 3 um, even on the road, they were a three point favorite. They lose by 22, 25 to 3. They bench Sam Darnold. This is an abject disaster. It's bad. Um, wouldn't shock me if trade deadline comes around and Sam Darnold's name is thrown around in some other places or if he's just a for sure backup from now on. Um, but this was bad. Washington taking on Green Bay. Um, Green Bay closed as an eight and a half point favorite. They win by 14. Okay, we have to talk about something in this game. Um, If you watch this game, you know what I'm about to talk about. If you didn't, I'll try to explain it and maybe throw a clip up here for the YouTube video. So, I want to say it was, I don't remember exactly what the score was. I want to say maybe it was 14 to 7 at this point when this happens. Um, maybe 21-7. to i I'm not, uh, Maybe it was 21-7. Anyway, I'll pull up the clip and you'll see the score. Taylor Heineke had gone all the way down on a drive and he's in the red zone and he scrambles and he has so much end zone in front of him and instead, to protect himself from getting drilled at the goal line, which I still don't think was going to happen, but he thought it was, and that's fair, he decides to give himself up and slide into the end zone. Well... When I was watching the game live, I didn't think anything of it. He falls in the end zone, touchdown, easy scrambles, got it. Well, in the NFL, if you're a quarterback and you give yourself up, so if you just slide or you kind of fall over to give yourself up in protection, normally what's what's happening. But this wasn't in, in this sense because he was close to the end zone; he knew he could just get in. Wherever your knee goes down, wherever you either give up or you start your slide. That is where you are marked down. So in this case, even though he – like he, if he was a running back or a receiver, and, not, and I say give yourself up. Like there's a difference between if you fall, you can get back up and continue to run. But if you give yourself up, if nobody's around you and you just fall to the ground, then you are down where you do that, not where you end up falling into and sliding. So as a quarterback, he gives himself up. And where his knee is down and where the ball is, is he's short of the goal line, even though he had a for-sure touchdown. And then on fourth down, they go for it on fourth and goal, and they don't get it. So they give up seven points to get zero because they don't get it on fourth down and because he slid too early or he fell down too early. And people were kind of pissed about this. Like, well, this was any other player. Like, if it wasn't a quarterback, this would be a touchdown. No, it's not. Running back wide receiver, whatever position you are, if you give yourself up and you just fall down, wherever you fall down, the knee hits. That's where you're down. It's not like he was diving for a catch and then nobody touched him and then he got up after that and ran. That's different because that was in the process of the catch and process of a football move. If you give yourself up, you are down wherever you land, not wherever you end up. So just a crazy thing there. And then they end up losing by 14 because then the Packers go down and get a field goal. Or they scored again. I can't remember exactly what happened. But the the Washington football team um, just didn't score after that. It was almost just like the, the air was sucked out of them. The wind was gone from their sails because – They thought they were tied in the game, and then they were then again down and didn't get any points. So weird game there, Uh, but Green Bay does cover the 8.5. I'm not sure how good Green Bay is. I mean, I know they're good. I'm not sure if they're elite, Um, but we're going to start to find out when we talk about that game Thursday night. Um, All right, Kansas and Tennessee. Kansas City is just not good. We have to call a spade a spade. They're just not good. They were a four-point favorite on the road, which I thought was wrong to begin with. Because they were basically saying that they were actually a seven-point favorite, but on the road. And right now, I don't know if Kansas City should be a seven-point favorite over anybody, let alone a four-point favorite on the road. But anyway, they close a four-point favorite, and they lose by 24 27-3. to Now, Tennessee didn't score a single point in the second half. They were pretty much sitting on a lead. They knew that their defense could pin their ears back and get to Patrick Mahomes all game. They did. But you know, Patrick Mahomes is turning the ball over in a way that you just can't do in the NFL. They're having about four turnovers a game, three to four turnovers a game. And if you turn the ball over that many times in an NFL game, you're going to lose. Now, sometimes they've gotten away with it because they've been so elite offensively. But their defense is atrocious. And so... I think, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, Patrick Mahomes, because he deserves it. I think what's happening is he knows his defense is shitty. And so he knows when he gets the ball that he can't just go, you know, he can't just go conservative and five yards of throw and then give it back to the defense in the event that nothing's open because he knows they're going to probably give up a touchdown or some sort of points. And so teams are now just playing two deep safeties, two high safeties, and they're backing everybody up and they're not letting anything get behind them because they know that if they don't get seven, that their team can go get seven on the other end and be up by four or more each possession. And so I think Patrick Mahomes is pressing. I think he knows that. And I think he's scared out of his mind to give the ball back to his defense. So he's turning the ball over at an alarming rate. But every nerd number says that this offense is still great. Because it is, it's just been down with turnovers. Like, some of these are dropped passes. Some of these are fumbles. Some of them are horrible throws by Mahomes. But some of them are just bad plays from other players. And I'm not saying any way from Tennessee. Tennessee thoroughly dominated this game from start to finish. Tennessee was the better team and may be the better team all over, all around, and probably is. But the storyline is that Kansas City looks awful. And be it as it may... They may end up rolling on a couple wins here and rattling off some and going ten and seven, but like this was supposed to be a at one point undefeated team, and then fifteen and two, and then fourteen and three, and now it's maybe you are hoping to just make the playoffs. So the fall from grace is staggering. Um, They obviously don't cover this game; they were favored by four, they lose by twenty four. They have the Giants on Monday night this week, so hopefully, if you are Kansas City, you are thinking that's a get right game. That's kind of the the most the lucky. The most beautiful scenario you can have where you're, you're you're playing bad, you're reeling, you're on fumes, and then you get to play the Giants. So, hopefully they get right. Um, I'm a big fan of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, I have nothing against them. I, I hope they get right and, and continue to figure this out. But, man, they are not right currently. Um, something's wrong there. Atlanta taking on Miami. Atlanta closed as a, a 1.5 point favorite. Might have got it at minus 1. Might have got it at a pick'em. Um, but they were on the road favored by 1.5 against Miami. Miami came out looking well then they struggled, then they took the lead, then they went to overtime, and finally Atlanta um, in overtime – or sorry, not in overtime, um, right before overtime. It looked like it was going to go to overtime. Atlanta gets a field goal at the buzzer. They win by two. They cover the one-and-a-half, 30-28. Jets taking on New England. The Jets – or sorry, the New England closes as a seven-point favorite. They win by 41. Um, They completely dominated this game. Um, new England, while I'm not. while I'm not saying they're great because I still think they're very average and Mac Jones is very average and maybe below average. Um, they dominated a team that the jets lost their star quarterback. And I say star, cause that's who they drafted their franchise quarterback, Zach Wilson, probably out for the year. So, um, Mike white ended up playing and that's probably why they lost by 41. Um, they weren't going to win, but they weren't going to lose by 41 either. Um, they looked awful. Uh, nothing else to say. Patriots win by 41. They covered the seven points. Detroit taking on the Rams. Um, th- you know, I I thought this was – in terms of where you would just rank these teams and, and put the spread where it is, they did the right thing. The Rams are infinitely better than the Lions. They should have been favored by this much. However, you just knew that, like, Detroit has been in every game almost for the most part, except for maybe the Cincinnati game. They just fight their, their tails off. Uh, they play their asses off. And you kind of were just like, well – it feels like the Rams should be favored by this much, but then again, you know that the, the Lions are going to put something together. And it was the Matt Stafford and Jared Goff kind of reunion for each team, their opposing team. And so it was just weird to, like, know that the Rams were infinitely better, but know that you are also going to lose the bet if you bet on them minus 16 and a half. Um, so I had teased it down. Um, I teased it down to... Um, what did I get it down to? Um, I did a 13-point teaser, and... Um, with some other teams that that hit, and I got it down to um, to three and a half. Or actually, it might have been 17 and a half at the time, so down to four and a half. Um, but you just kind of knew that 16 and a half or wherever it was when I got it was just way too high, um, and I couldn't bet it straight up. Um, so they ended up winning. Um, they did not cover. They win by nine. Um, the Rams just kind of stuck around and stuck around, and at one point looked like they might freaking take the game. Um, but the Rams take over in the fourth quarter and win um, 28-19. Philadelphia and Vegas. Time to start talking about Vegas. And I mean the football team. Um, I don't know if they're good. We're going to talk about it in the next segment. We're going to talk about who we think is for real, who we think is good. Um, Top teams in the NFL. I just don't know if they're actually good, but man, are they fun to watch each week. I think Derek Carr has been, um, since Gruden's been gone, he's been infinitely better. Um, I don't know why that is. I can't really speak to that, but um, they closed at a pick and they win by 11 and they just dominated the game again. And it was a ton of fun to watch. And I hope they continue to do this because I think they're a whole lot of fun to watch. Um, but I don't really know if they're great or not. I think they're five and two and you're kind of like, well, I'd, at one point you, you know, you lost to the bears. And if my litmus test is you should beat the bears, both teams that I think are supposed to be good have lost to the bears. So I'm not really sure. Um, where we are so when you lose to the Bears and then the Bears go and get shellacked by the Bucks which we're going to talk about in a second I just don't know if you're a good team if you lose to the Bears I'm sorry is that fair I don't know but um, anyway we'll move on um, they cover they were a pick em. they cover they win by 11. all right here we go I have to I have to I have to admit this and I have to I have to own this I, Tampa Bay closed at a 12 point favorite against the Bears and I'm a Bears fan Through and through. I'm a Justin Fields supporter. I think what's happening to him is criminal. I think putting him in that offensive line and then with the horrible, long-developing plays that they're doing is murder. It's homicide. Damn near criminal. But all that said, they looked awful. He looked bad. Justin Fields just looked atrocious. He made some bad plays. The offensive line gave him no time. He threw some bad throws. Um, There were times where, like, they would stop the Buccaneers and they'd be like, oh, my gosh big time play to get back in this game and then interception or three and out or fumble. So I thought they were going to keep it close. I thought they'd be able to, I thought the defense of the bears would keep them in this. However, when you give them short field after short field or turnover or, you know, bet three and out after three and out, it was bad. They closed as a 12 point favorite. They win by 35. They scored all their points in the first half, except for a field goal. The Buccaneers did, you knew it was done after the first quarter when it was 21, nothing. Um, that was it. And so I apologize. I teased them. I told you to take them straight up. Plus 12, or plus twelve, not straight up to win, but plus 12. I did a lot of stuff wrong here um, with the Bears. So I apologize if any of you listened and then invested your money in that. So that's on me. Um, I will be better this week. I promise. Um, but that was bad. That was real bad. All right, Arizona taking on Houston. Arizona was favored by 20. They win by 26. Um, J.J. Watt is now out for the season, it seems like, with shoulder surgery, which really sucks for the veteran. He just cannot stay healthy. It might be time to hang it up for him. He was still good, but, man, he's hurt every year, and it just seems like any team that latches on to him just kind of gets let down because he can't stay healthy all year. Um, Kyler looked like he had gotten hurt during the game as well, but he came back. Um, they win 31-5 to and cover that 20 points. Sunday night game. Ugly one, um, terrible weather. Uh, Indianapolis, um, or sorry, San Francisco is favored by three in this game. Um, I was on Indianapolis the whole way. I thought they were the better team, thought they should have won, and they did, 30-18 to 18 in an ugly weather game. Um, Carson Wentz looks okay. Neither team looks great. 30-18, to 18, um, San Francisco does not cover. Indianapolis wins outright. And finally, the ugly, ugly Monday night game. Uh, New Orleans taking on Seattle. Again, a team that is 4-2 and, and I just don't think is very good. Um, Seattle is in shambles. Uh, they have nothing going. They got one touchdown, which was an 84-yard touchdown by DK Metcalf, and probably got 20 yards after that. It was just horrible. Um, so... New Orleans was favored by five and a half. They only cover the three. Geno Smith is a cover god. He's been doing it for a long time, but at least this year he's covering every spread that you put in front of him. Um, But New Orleans gets the win outright, um, but they do not cover the spread there. All right, let's talk um, storylines here. We're going to pull up the standings. We're going to talk about top teams and then teams we just do not believe in. Um, So let's talk about best teams in the league. Let's go top fives. Um, Man, so we we did this last week. Um, and I don't remember what my rankings were, um, but you know, I I think we have to do this again. And there's some things I I do believe that like most of your top five teams, maybe one of them will come from the AFC, but the other four will come from the NFC and the NFC is overwhelmingly more talented and better than the AFC currently in terms of what the wins are, in terms of what records are. But you you just look at the AFC and there's one, two, three, four, five, six teams that have two losses at four and two or five and two. And then there's a log jam of teams that are kind of like average after that. But in the NFC, you have one, two, three, four, five, six teams, or sorry, five teams that are either five and one, six and one, or seven and oh. And then New Orleans at four and two, who, like I said, I don't believe in, but we'll talk about that in a second. So power rankings. Not power rankings, but top five teams in the league in no order. I think you probably have to do Arizona, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, the Rams, and Dallas. Legitimately, I think you have to have all of those teams from the NFC in your top five. And then I think teams that are kind of knocking on the door are Buffalo, Tennessee, Vegas, and Cincy. And Baltimore. Did I say Baltimore? Yeah. Buffalo, Baltimore, Tennessee, Vegas, Cincy. So I think there's like a top five. Then there's like five teams on the door. I think there's 10 teams that are hoping to be included in the top five, but I legitimately think that all five are in the uh, NFC right now. I think Cincinnati actually has the best case in Tennessee, have the best case right now to be knocking on the door to get in that top five and say, Hey, what the hell about us? Like Dallas ahead of us. Well, Dallas only has one loss and they've had some good wins. And the only loss they have is to the team that I think is maybe the best team in the league. And they only lost by a field goal on a last second field goal. So, It's tough to take any of those NFC teams out. I literally would probably just go down the line. I think, no, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I think Tampa Bay is the best team in the league. I think Tampa Bay is number one. I think Arizona is two. I think the Rams are three. I think Green Bay is four. And I think Dallas is five. Tampa Bay, Arizona, Rams, Green Bay, Dallas. That's what I think my top five are. And then, like I said, I think Cincinnati, Tennessee, Baltimore, and Vegas, and Buffalo are all kind of knocking on the door. But I don't believe in Vegas, and I don't believe um, in in New Orleans, and I still need to see more from the Chargers in Cincinnati. I know that's blasphemous. I know they just went out and dominated Baltimore. Sure. Keep doing it. Can you get to seven and two, eight and two? Because your schedule coming up, yes, it's the Jets, but then it's the Browns, in um, the Browns next Sunday, and then you get a bye week, and then you play the five and two Raiders, who may be six and two or seven and two as well at that time t- as well. So you're gonna have the chances, and then you play the Steelers. There's a very good possibility. You're, so you're gonna be six and two after after this weekend. Then you play the Browns. If you beat the Browns, you're seven and two, and then you have a bye week, and you could be seven and two going into that Raiders game. So, just I know they're good, but just let's let's wait and see these next couple games when they go Browns and Bang or Browns and Raiders, because you could go seven and two into that, or you could be six and three, and then end up six and four out of that after having two in a row, and then you have to play the Steelers. And I'm not saying the Steelers are, are great. You're definitely better than the Steelers, but it's a divisional game. And you'd rather be 7-2 and two or 8-2 and two going into that one than 6-4. and four. So I I appreciate what they're doing. I think that they are good. I'm just not sure if they're as good as 5-2. and two. Again, when you lose to the Bears, I have just trepidation about how good you are. But then you beat the Ravens and you're like, well, th- what do I do? I'm not sure what to do with them yet, but I'm not sure if I believe in Vegas, Cincinnati, or New Orleans yet. I'm just not sure yet. But shout out what they're doing because they're 5-2. and Got to respect it. So top five, one more time, Tampa Bay, Arizona, Rams, Green Bay, Dallas. And then Cincinnati, Vegas, Tennessee, Baltimore, Buffalo, those kind of five knocking on the door somewhere in there. Chargers may be hoping to be included in that, but we'll see. And then teams I don't believe in, Cincinnati, Las Vegas, New Orleans. All right, let's move into the week eight games here and then we will round it out with the gambling corner after that. So week eight, starting with the Thursday night game. Great, great Thursday night game. I know people are out, there's some injuries, but my goodness, this is awesome. Um, Green Bay taking on Arizona. Um, Arizona favored by six and a half. Probably some of that is due to the Devontae Adams injury. Not sure if David Bakhtiari is going to be back. Alan Lazard, unvaccinated, not going to be able to play. He um doesn't have the ability to do the the two positive tests in 24 or uh, two negative tests in 24 hours. Um he will have to be out. Um, but all that said, if we're still not sold on Arizona, then this is a game where you just feel like you can take Green Bay plus six and a half and feel good about it. Um Let me see what the, um, the over under is at 50 and a half. Um, You could easily, if you wanted to get freaky, if you wanted to do a teaser for this, you could do, you know, you could do a seven point teaser, get green Bay at plus 13 and a half. And then you'd knock this down to um, 43 and a half. And I think that's probably a good chance that that goes over with just both these offenses. Um, Or you go the other way and knock it to 57 and a half for the under and, you know, hope that they don't score a whole lot, but I like rooting for overs versus unders. But needless to say, I think Arizona wins this game. I think they just got, they're more healthy. They've got better weapons currently right now. Um, if they get, and, and I think they have, um, Chandler Jones back now off the COVID list. Um, they're just probably a, they're just a better football team currently. Um, and so to so go eight and no with the win over Green Bay, um, that's a big. That's a huge deal. Um. So I would. I would probably take Arizona. I don't know if I'd pick them to cover, but I would probably take Arizona to win the game. All right, Sunday. Here we go. Both games. Let's kind of run through these. Buffalo taking on Miami. Miami favored by thirteen and a half. I'm taking Buffalo. I think Miami is in shambles. They're even talking about bringing in this massive looming cloud that is Deshaun Watson over them. Um. I just don't think they're into Tua, and I think that Buffalo is infinitely better. So I would take Buffalo minus thirteen and a half. Atlanta and Carolina, Carolina in shambles, Atlanta minus three. I just don't believe that either of these teams are something you should bet on, so I would stay away if you had to. I think Atlanta wins outright, but I don't know. It probably is a push at that point, Um, so I would just stay away. Philadelphia, Detroit. Um, Philadelphia favored on the road by three and a half. I think this is the first win of Detroit's um, season. I would take them plus three and a half. Um, I think they win this game. Tennessee, Indianapolis, I think this is massively wrong. I think Tennessee is infinitely better. I think Tennessee should be favored. Um, I would take Tennessee plus one, Tennessee money line. Anything you can do, um, Tennessee wins this game. Um, The Rams and Houston, the Rams are 14.5-point favorites over Houston. I'm still not sold on Houston um, being able to cover this many points, but I don't know. I know the Detroit thing. Detroit just fights harder. Than Houston does so I would take the Rams 14 and a half here, um, but you can probably end up teasing that down and get a better number Cincinnati and the Jets this uh, Cincinnati favored by 10 and a half um, anybody over the Jets you take the spread and I don't care if they don't cover it You just do it out of habit. You just do it out of principle. Um, the Jets are terrible Pittsburgh and Cleveland Cleveland favored by three and a half over Pittsburgh um, I would wait on this just to see what the Baker Mayfield status is if it's case Keenum um, you may want to look at going Pittsburgh's way in terms of just covering a field goal because it's going to be a pretty slow game. Um, if it's Baker Mayfield and he's healthy and he's and he's feeling good, um, and Nick Chubb seems like he's going to be back, you would take the you would take Cleveland minus three and a half. San Francisco and Chicago, Matt Nagy is out due to COVID. Thank goodness, not that he has COVID, just that he's out. Um, obviously, I want, want no one to have COVID, but um, I don't want him to be my coach anymore. So he's out, and I'm thankful that he is not coaching this team this weekend. While it is due to a illness, I'm going to take that aside and just look in it at a vacuum and say, I'm glad he's not coaching this week. I want somebody else to take over play, calling duties, coaching duties, and maybe there's a chance they get a win this week. Um, San Francisco favored by four. Um, I don't know if Chicago can cover four, um, but maybe if you tease it up to 11, they can do that. Um, They don't think any points are going to be scored in this game, and I don't think they're wrong. Um, So I would say stay away, uh, but if you want to add it, if you want to tease Chicago on this, you can get them to 11. And I feel way more confident about that um, than I do against the Bucs. Seattle, minus three against Jacksonville. Um, I don't know if Seattle or Jacksonville should be favored against anybody. I think this should just be a pick em and you just take a bunch of money if you're Vegas. Um, I think they're just giving that because they're at home, Seattle is. Um, but I don't think they should be favored against anybody. Um, I think Jacksonville can win this game outright. Um, so I would take Jacksonville, plus three. New England taking on the Chargers. Chargers favored by five and a half um, at home. I think the Chargers are much better than New England, but they've laid some duds. Um, I would still take Chargers minus five and a half, but I would be very, very careful with that um, and maybe just stay away if you could. Washington taking on Denver. Denver is favored by three. Um, Washington just got their hearts ripped out last week with, like I said, with that touchdown that was taken off the board. I think Washington can win this outright. I'm just not sold on Denver. I don't know if I would bet this at all. Um, I would stay away, but if you ask me, I think Washington can win this outright. So maybe sprinkle the plus three or go even money line at that point. Tampa Bay taking on New Orleans. It's at home, but Tampa Bay is favored by five and a half. Um, New Orleans is at home. Tampa Bay on the road. Um, I'm taking Tampa Bay, whatever the number is, most weeks. um, Five and a half, easy money. Give me that. Dallas taking on Minnesota. Dallas is favored by one and a half on the road. Give me the Dallas one and a half. I think they're infinitely better than Minnesota. I think they roll. Um, Dallas minus one and a half on the road. And then last but not least, Kansas City minus ten against the Giants. That seems like a lot, but again, it's the Giants. Um, I've I I gotta stick I gotta stick to my guns here. Um, I think that's too many points. I would take the Giants plus ten, um, but I feel horrible that I'm betting on the Giants and not Kansas City. Um, you know what? I, s- screw it. I think this is a get-right game for Kansas City. I think they cover the 10. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City minus 10. I'm going against my my own laurels here. Um, I think they win um, pretty handily, so I'm taking the minus 10. All right, let's round it out with the Gambling Corner. Let's get our DraftKings app up here. Um, Let's make sure we get these numbers correct. So as always, if you've never listened, here we go. The Gambling Corner, we do two things here. We do the Tweet Trifecta, which is a three-team Moneyline Parlay, hopefully getting either close to plus odds or plus money. Um, So three teams that we think are going to win outright, we bet those, call that the Tweet Trifecta. And then we do the Weekend Best Bets, which historically what we've been doing is teasing two games with a seven-point teaser and getting them to better numbers at minus 140 or... Or one thirty, depending on where you bet. Um, that's what we've been doing historically. We're going to continue to do that. Um, I like the teaser option here. Um, we actually hit the teaser from last week's um, episode as well, so that's great. Um, did not hit the tweet trifecta because the Ravens did not win. Um, however, we are going to dive back in today to the three, the tweet trifecta for the three-team parlay. Here we're going to go Rams, Bengals. I don't know what just happened here. We're going to go Bengals. Bills, Rams. Boy, that's not good. That does not get us the odds that we were hoping for here. Um, Let me see if we can get some better odds then. A lot of the other ones are kind of toss-up games here. Nope, we're going to do it. Bills, Bengals, Rams that get you a 1 -192 on a part that's not great odds, but again, there's a lot of there's a lot of um up in the air games just based on injuries or just things like that. If you wanted to replace a higher odds game like the Bills or the Rams, you could you could go with throw a plus money in there and go with the Titans. Cause again, the Titans are favorite or, um, sorry, the Colts are favorite, but I think the Titans are infinitely better and I'm confused. Um, you know what? Screw it. We're going to do that. We're going to take away the Rams and we're going to go Titans at plus one Oh five. And that gets the parlay odds to one seventy nine. So just to review, we've got bills, we've got, um, bangles and we've got Titans at, um, plus one Oh five. So we're getting plus money there. Um, and that puts the parlay odds at 179, which means if you bet 100, you win 179. We're always looking to get some plus money with these parlays, um, and so just getting minus 192 there just didn't seem right. So again, um, Titans, Bengals, and um, Bills. There is the 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 tweet trifecta, the three team money line, and then for the um, for the weekend best bets for the teasers, um, let's do. Should we go back to the well? No, well, we're not going back to the well. We're going to do a seven-point teaser. So we're going to tease the Bengals down to three and a half, and then we're going to, um, and then we're going to tease the Bills down to six and a half. So we're going to do a seven-point teaser with the Bengals and the Bills. Um, bills go down to six and a half, and Bengals go down to three and a half. Both those should be pretty handily um, should win pretty handily. It shouldn't be a worry. Um, should be pretty easy. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, just to recap, tweet trifecta, three team money line parlay. We're going Titans, bills, bangles and then we're going to use the bills and bangles also in our weekend best bets as a seven point teaser bangles down to three and a half bills down to six and a half good luck everybody with your betting this weekend hopefully all that you do you are profitable um that is going to do it for another episode of between the tackles thanks much for listening if you haven't done so yet please like subscribe rate download um review the podcast and then subscribe to the youtube channel like the video as well got a lot of content coming um weekly Uh, good stuff coming. Um, So thanks so much for listening. If you haven't told the homies, do that. Um, But if not, I'll catch you next week. All right, fam.